Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we continue our little sidebar examination of various prayers that were prayed on behalf of the nation, particularly on behalf of the nation of Israel. And we've looked at Daniel some. <clears throat> we've looked uh, at Ezra, and we're actually at the end of Ezra, but I want us to see how it ends. So let's go to the uh, 10th chapter of Ezra. And we saw the first part of it in our last episode where Ezra was praying. He was making confession and weeping and literally cast himself down in front of the house of God. And a great assembly of the people came and gathered with him, men, women, and children. And the people were weeping bitterly. And then one of the guys, Shechaniah, arose, and he declared what had happened. He said, we've broken faith with God. We've married foreign people, foreign women, from the peoples of the land. But then he said this, but even now there is hope. For Israel in spite of this. And he continues on. In verse 3, he said, Therefore, let us make a covenant with God. And the covenant was to put away their wives and their children and to listen to the counsel of the Lord and listen to the commandment of the Lord. And in that verse, it's mentioned that uh, uh, the counsel of the Lord had come through Ezra and also those who tremble at the commandment of our God. Remember that phrase, tremble at, at the Lord? We see those folks being referenced two or three times, uh, well, twice in this chapter right here. So then he looks at Ezra and he says, Arise, for it is your task. We are with you and be strong. So Ezra got up and he made the leading priests and the Levites take an oath. Remember that? They took an oath and said, Okay, we will do this. And so they proclaimed the proclamation throughout all of Judah and Jerusalem to all the returning exiles. The returning exiles seemed to be the one that had been the sinners along this line. And they put some bite to this proclamation. They said, you better be here within three days. If you're not here within three days, you're going to forfeit all your property, and then you're going to be banned from the congregation. Okay, you're going to be banned from life if, you don't, if you're not here within three days. So verse 9 is where we pick it up today. Then all the men of Judah and Benjamin assembled at Jerusalem within the three days. <laughs> well, you reckon? <coughs> Caused myself to choke there. Yeah, I mean, nobody wanted to forfeit their heritage, their lineage, and everything they own. And then it tells us this. It was the ninth month on the 20th day of the month, and all the people sat in the open square before the house of God, trembling. Now, here you see that all the people are trembling, but it's interesting because they're trembling because of two reasons. They're trembling because of this matter and because of the heavy rain. You know, in other words, they were scared to death about this matter that was here and why they had been summoned to be here within three days. And then it was raining. And, and, and it's sort of like, uh, well, couldn't, the, couldn't God have held off the rain right here? Sure, he could have. Yeah, he could have done all sorts of things. But there was a heavy rain. Is there a picture here? Huh? Perhaps. Maybe the Lord's washing them. I don't know. But it was a heavy rain. They were fearful for the reason they had been called there. They were trembling. Verse 10. And Ezra the priest stood up and said to them, You have broken faith and married foreign women, and so increase the guilt of Israel. Verse 11. Now then, make confession to the Lord, the God of your fathers, and do his will. Separate yourself from the peoples of the land and from the foreign wives. Verse 12. Then all the assembly answered with a loud voice, It is so we must do as you have said. And then the people continue, verse 13. But the people are many, and it is a time of heavy rain. We cannot stand in the open. 
nor is this a task for one day or two, for we have greatly transgressed in this matter. Apparently, they had married a lot of foreign daughters and sons. And they're declaring, we have greatly transgressed in this. And you know what? This isn't something that's going to be taken care of in a day or two of time, and it's raining out here, and we're scared. So they offered a solution, verse 14. Let our officials stand for the whole assembly. Let all in our cities who have taken foreign wives come at appointed times, and with them the elders and judges of every city, until the fierce wrath of our God over this matter is turned away from us. Verse 15 tells us only Jonathan, the son of Asahel, and Jehaziah, the son of Tikvah, opposed this, and Meshulam and Shabbatiah, the Levite, supported them. Then verse 16. And then the returned exiles did so. Ezra the priest selected men, heads of fathers' houses, according to their fathers' houses, each of them designated by name. On the first day of the tenth month, they sat down to examine the matter. So they spent a few days, put this all together. Remember, previously it was the twentieth day of the ninth month. (coughs) So they get a group together. They're going to sit down. They're going to examine this matter. Then verse 17. And by the first day of the first month, they had come to the end of all the women, or all the men, who had married foreign women. Verse 18. Now there was found some of the sons of the priest who had married foreign women. Then the next, the the balance of that verse tells us who these uh, priests were that had married. Then verse 19 tells us, they placed themselves to put away their wives and and their guilt offering was a ram of the flock for the guilt. So the sons of the priest had done this. They repented. They confessed. They gave a guilt offering. Then verses 20, 21, see, all the way through verse 26, I think. No, it's longer than that. Through verses, uh, I'm scrolling down on my computer. Uh, oh, it's a lot more. Down through verse 43. <laughs> all those verses list the names of the various sons of the nation of Israel that had committed this sin the ones that had been found had been guilty, <coughs> and they repented of it. The last verse of the book of Ezra says this, All these had married foreign women, and some of the women had even born children. They all agreed to set these women aside, to cast them out, to, you know, to do away, to send them on their way. Can you imagine the heartbreak that took place in that? You know, we saw it with Abraham, with Hagar and Ishmael, you know, and the same thing here, because they would have loved these women, they would, and they would have loved the children in the same way that we love uh, our, our spouse, in the same way we love our children. They would have loved them, but they should not have married them to start with, and they did what the Lord called them to do. Now, the question often arises, people say, well, why in the world did God do this? Couldn't God have done something, et cetera, et cetera? We talked about that some before in a previous episode. Uh, people could become a part of the people of the Lord, but apparently these people right here were not interested in doing that or doing anything about that. They were interested in uh, worshiping their own gods, doing their own thing in their own way. And God said, no, I've called you to be a separate people. I've called you to be a people set apart. You need to live that way. They had not been living that way. When the word came before them through the uh, priest, Ezra, they said, Yes, we will do that. So what does this have to say to us about praying for a nation? Tell you what, folks, there's a role and a calling 
where there is a need to proclaim the truth and speak the truth forth, not only from the pulpit, though it's rarely spoken from the pulpits today, not even only from church leadership, though it's rarely done from church leadership, but from each and every true believer within our oikos, our circle of influence. We need to speak forth the truth, and we need to proclaim and say, hey, you, you need to quit doing this, okay? This is getting you nowhere. This goes against the hand of the Lord. This goes against the commandment of the Lord. Repent, and there is still hope. There's so many that are wondering why, the, particularly the Western church is going the way that it's going. Well, it's because of this. We've denied the Word of God. We've denied the Spirit of God. And we've chosen to go our own way and do our own thing. And then we come along and say, oh, God, bless this, bless this, bless this. And he's basically saying, why in the world would I bless something that I did not initiate? So take all this before the Lord and say, Lord, reveal to me what's going on in my life. What do I need to repent of and see what he says? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, I do ask that you pass the word about these times together. Put it on your social media. You know, just uh, link to it and encourage other folks to join us. And I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.